Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We're going to talk some NFL football, college basketball is in full swing, and of course, NBA is right around the corner once again. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. And we in here talking about practice. back baby it's the charity stripe hit your free throws because they're free so 293 coming hot at you guys and so 292 and i'm joined on this one by alex tossman rakdosopoulos and nikki snacks Kreider. and how's thanksgiving guys it was good nick yeah tasty wish i had three games instead of two though that was unenjoyable for sure i agree with you there um are we gonna see this game get moved again what's going on I mean, I guess like I don't want Thursday waste, to Sunday. To I don't want to waste one of my points on the Broncos Saints thing because that was ridiculous. I already said made that little plea on the gram and on TikTok. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. They're moving mountains for this Raven Steelers game, and the Broncos are like, yeah, this game doesn't mean shit to us. Let the Saints go win and and, and get a W there. It yeah, literally handed I, them the game. We posted a video about I want to say two months ago or a month ago. Um, one of our friends created like a like a uh, a sketch of the NFL room um the commissioner's office of them kind of moving around the schedule and there's they said what are we gonna do we can't play the game on Monday guys what if we play the game on Tuesday no but we can't do Tuesday how about we do it on Wednesday and it's literally the exact same thing yeah I mean he's this is actually one of the worst jobs I've seen him do because he made an example out of one team but is doing everything he can to protect another or another two teams which is kind of bullshit. Like, I get you want to make an, make punish these guys, right? You're not going to follow the code. Well, guess what? You're going to get in trouble. But at what point are we... First of all, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to have a guy who's not a quarterback under center because he threw what? He threw the ball nine times. And, you know, kudos to him for stepping up to the plate and doing it. But if you don't have the right guy in there and he's over or under throwing guys and he's getting... He, and he's setting up his guys to get rocked coming across the middle... Like, it, it becomes dangerous to a certain point. And I feel like they didn't take that into account. And they just kind of threw that team into the fire. It was just, it was kind of unbearable to watch. And what was the spread was what, like minus 17? Well, they took it off most books. So you had, someone had it. 
I feel like I spoke to someone who had it. It's Braun. Braun, our Braun boss. Braun stomp. <laughs> Braun Emanuel. <laughs> our boss, he had it. And I guess, I guess we probably shouldn't be publicizing that, but too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, hope, I hope Cam Rogers doesn't use that for our um, Twitter post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, insider, insider, info. believe, info. believe. Where are the funds going on the Saints minus seventeen? Um, yeah, but he, if he really, you, but I will say this about Braun: if Braun wanted to make a bet, which it's not illegal now, now you can do it, right? So you, you shouldn't have to. Depending on where, depending on where you are. Yeah, but if you had to, if you had to make a bet on where Braun would bet. Mm. If he were to make a bet, what would you say? I think that Braun would want to go to betonline.ag nice. today. Nice. And he would probably want to take advantage of all the great up sign-up bonuses they have. Awesome. You know, uh, when I think about it, though, no, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that pick. I think Braun would want to go to betonline.ag and sign up today. Totally would. Totally would. That's where, that's where Nick goes. That's where Braun goes. That's where everyone goes. Bet online, your online sports book. Experts. BetOnline.ag. Yeah, but that game was not a fun one to bet on. Um, obviously, you know this is a like a overall serious issue. Um, you know we're probably seeing the implications of it across places where it's not that important. You know, in fantasy and when we get to watch these games and stuff like that. But it's just like, at what point do you just say, okay, Ravens Steelers? Like, it's not going to work. Too many guys have COVID. Like. Push, push the game to like put in a week seventeen. Like they should have had the the system in place where they really knew what they were doing. Yeah, where it wasn't just kind of on the fly. Like, uh, now we're gonna play on Wednesday. Like, like you're talking about Nick in that video, where it's like that that was a comical, farcical video, and now it like actually came to play. Which I hate is crazy, and I hate to toot my own horn, but I want to bring up the point that I thought I have not said many reasonable things in the past few years, but I think one of them. <laughs> Toss and I had a, that a quarrel of sorts in the kitchen today over something I said, um, but I had a good idea. I actually had a good idea of a quarantine bubble. I thought it was a really good idea that I had, and Goodell didn't even look at it. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> why. <laughs> Tell him, Nick. I I think it, it's kind of BS. Like that, they could have had they had no plan. And I don't know what Aluka, your boy. You know what he said. They asked him who's got the best shot at the NBA title, and he's like, "Whatever team doesn't have COVID issues." Truthfully, because yeah. what if it gets to a point? Oh, well, you, every team already has to deal with injury issues, yeah. right? Now you throw in COVID as well. I mean, it's just another thing that you have to uh, you have to tackle as a as a GM. I are you? And here's an interesting idea. I don't want to like stereotype or like or like say like an, an age group. But I feel like the younger teams are going to be more susceptible to going out and like not taking versus guys with families. Like yeah, a, like I mean, a guy like LeBron, I, like a guy, like LeBron. Are we talking and, about the NBA? Are we talking about that? I'm sorry, I'm talking about the NBA. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. But I, I, I think, but I think I feel like every. I, don't know. I mean, I feel like every roster has a combination of both, both, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's some rosters that are predominantly young guys, but I think. They're still your veterans here and there on those teams, and and you're dealing with coaches too. You're dealing with trainers. It's not just the players, right? These guys are all in close contact with each other. Um, the, the the small group of people who they designate can be in close contact with each other. 
um, no matter what. I, I don't know if we'll see a trend in that in that way, but it'll be interesting now that you put it out there to kind of pay attention to that. Yeah, we could take a look. I mean, and here's an, another one thing I'll say more on the end, and then we'll go back to the NFL. There's a big, I think there's a bigger age gap. Like from a guy coming up from AAA, it's going to be, who's been, who's like a AAA guy, it's, it's going to be harder for them. The better guys are usually in AA, right? Ditto with the practice squad. You know, it's rare those guys come up. No one did that in the MLB where they had to come up and they, no one really turned heads. Like, oh my God, the guy came out of nowhere. Um, and he got a shot because of COVID. I think the NBA could be a little different. I think guys could potentially, there's like G League guys who could be decent players. And they just are, don't have a roster spot right now or in a two-way contract. Saying that are going to get the opportunity. That are going to get the opportunity to play. And they could show out and be good and like not be like all-stars, but you yeah. know, obviously, you know, work their way onto a roster spot and have something locked up for next year. Well, I also just think that the NBA and the scheduling of the NBA season is not going to allow for as many of these kind of variables to be thrown into play. I mean, you look at the NFL and it's you you're playing once a week, right? So yeah, there's, you have a whole there's week six to days up. to yeah. for all of these different types of scenarios to happen. Um and they're already cramping the NBA season, pushing it, you know, to start December twenty second anyway. So I, I feel like just with with the travel with those teams, they're gonna have less opportunities and hopefully that that results in less positive COVID cases. But we'll see. I prayed for the first time, I think maybe ever, for a vaccine the other day. Do you know what it has to come to me for to pray? I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> I prayed for a vaccine. I literally was thinking the other day, I was on I was like in the in the shower. And I was like, if the only way to receive the vaccine was I had to take three shots directly to my anus, I would do it tenfold. I mean, I can't. Uh, yeah. Wow. If That's had, a vivid picture you just yeah. described for us. I, 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 <laughs> painted, a, I painted a vivid picture in the gram for the people the other day, too. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> you put out some words about Urban Meyer hopefully becoming the what you would do to uh, give my left and right nut. To allow for Urban Meyer to be the head coach of Texas, and it it seems like we're really close. I know every, you know all Texas fans are feeling pretty optimistic about it. We'll see what inevitably happens, but it would be it would be pretty unbelievable, you know, for the kind of the the coaches that we've had since Mac. Obviously, it's only been Charlie Strong and and yeah, Tom Herman, but both you know both kind of like middle of the pack schools where they where they succeeded, and then and then bringing them on to. Uh, you know, a big prestige school like Texas and neither, of yeah. them, neither of them performed like they needed to, to keep their job. Well, well I, Herman still has a job. Well, right Texas now. is, is done going after those guys who are not, not small names, but you know, names that are up and coming, right? Like I think that it's time for an established winner, a guy who's been there before that has led a program to stardom, uh, a household name, like a Nick Saban type, like a Pete Carroll type. I like guess a, it has to come to that, which is kind of unfortunate. I think you've been on that, Nick, which I, you know. Well, I, the the thing about Texas, though, and the university is that they have the money. They've always had the money. Exactly. To do it. Because if you want to go get one of those guys, if you want to pull them away from the school that they're already coaching at, you want to take them from the yeah. analyst job, you know, that they're currently operating in, you have to show them an unreal number. And you know the, and the projections is what they're what they're you know offering Urban Meyer is crazy. It's like twelve million dollars a year, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. Toss, you've been my inside source for the last week or so about this case. I mean, yeah, I, I've really got my ear to the ground here. I mean, I just like board of regents people who talk to other uh, people, and it it's is? just kind of well, like I asked you. Let the text. people know what you're hearing. What, what can you? What I'm hearing is that things are they that Urban likes the number. 
that the real issue here is whether or not the doctors and his family think that it's the best thing the for wife him. is not into it i could here's the thing because and, and, and the counterpoint to that is like you don't need to coach more than five years with texas like you can here's you can still impact your overall college football legacy by coaching texas and succeeding in five years time here's and, the thing i i'm not going to question a man's health okay if, if his family yeah. is against it you know if he's against it if it's a serious issue then i'm not going to question it but it was very unique timing of when he decided to retire because remember he was put on paid administrative leave by the university after he after the, it came out that he found out about zach smith's um you know domestic abuse going on and, and all that good stuff i mean bad stuff i guess um and so it was really interesting timing when he decided to retire and step down and i'm not sure we never heard anything about his health problems before that so we don't know for sure that his health problems are I think he had some at Florida. I, 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 I had thought so too, that it was kind of like the pressure. Apparently, the way that Urban Meyer coaches, the way that he goes after just his work, like he brings so much of himself, so much time, effort, and just energy into yeah. coaching that he like just exhausts, exhausts himself past like the point of no return, basically. And it's like detrimental to his health, which of course, like you applaud him for his accolades and what he's, what he's done because he's a tremendous college college football coach um it just is a shame like i don't get like nick and i know and it's tough to argue against you in the sense that like we brought in these mid-level guys or these guys coaching in mid-level programs and doing well there albeit and they didn't pan out yeah chuck was good at louisville like herman was good at houston like these guys didn't pan out but uh, all like urban meyer but he didn't just start at florida like he was at other universities, he was winning at other universities, but he was at other. He was at Utah. He was at Grambling State. He was at other places. Yeah, everyone before. works yeah. their way up, but it takes kind of a different breed of coach to succeed at yeah. that. You know, the upper echelon. And I, we just need a guy that can do it and's done it before. And if it's not him, that's the real question: is where do you where do you go from there? And I've heard a lot of buzz that it's NFL coaches will then come into play. Yeah, totally. So totally, I would totally. We've we, you've, we've talked as about long as it's not as long as it's not Gase. Patricia, well, here's uh, the thing. Doug I mean, Peterson, what's, and I'm <laughs> what's more appealing, an NFL job or the University of Texas job? Because there's going to be a lot of oh, you're not getting you're well, not getting the enemy. Like a guy like that is going to take an NFL job because it's going to be there for him. But there's right. going to be other guys. I who mean, are, if they can get paid ten million, it's a pretty damn appealing job. Yeah, there's going to be the problem. Other guys the problem is the, you're, the, you're behind the eight ball on recruiting because you wouldn't be able to come in until unless it was a coach that's already been fired. You wouldn't be able to come in until January at the earliest, like late January, early February. Here is my dark horse, and I've been keeping this close to the chest, and this is just a go, but now that it's out in the open with the NFL guys, if he doesn't get a head coaching job, he's always mentioned as a candidate, he just never takes it. Your boy? Yeah. Wow, McDaniels would be kind of crazy. I, does he, I, he doesn't have any ties, does he? No. I mean, he, he recruit, they, they draft Longhorn guys. Uh, you think I just turned my hat around? I'm wearing a Niners hat. Forty Niners. Apparently, I think, think McDaniel's takes a job. Um, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard murmurs that Shanahan is was disgruntled, is disgruntled with where where things are right now, and that he, I think he's a fit for Austin. I think he's like kind of a perfect fit, but I just don't see San Francisco is so close to being back if they had guys who were healthy that like. And they're so competitive that even still, even with their depleted roster, they're so competitive. But I've heard murmurs of Shanahan's name, which um, which they're would gonna, be interesting. Obviously, I would I would welcome him with open arms. He's 
good enough where he could get just get another NFL job for sure if he wanted to. For I don't. Sure. I would. Yeah, that would be epic. He's like a super. He went to a Super Bowl as a coach and as a coordinator. Yeah, it's a great coach. Yeah, he's a really, he's legit. But yeah, that I was. How much of that do you think, though, is the fact that he actually went to Texas? Like people are just saying, "Oh, he's a Texas guy." Like, yeah, I mean, everyone grasps at straws a little bit, right? It's always like, "Oh, they," you know, Saban's wife was looking at real estate in the area. Like that makes more sense because he's a Longhorn. I mean, like you know, with Shanahan, I'm sure when he's getting to become, obviously, want to be an NFL coach. But how dope would it be, like Nick? For you, well, you a, want to be an NFL coach unless you're Dabo Sweeney, unless you're Bob Stoops, unless you were like Urban Meyer at the time. Like these guys, it, Nick Saban, and then Nick Saban went to the NFL, tried it, it didn't work out. So we went back to college football, and now he's arguably the best college football coach of all time. Like, yeah, those guys, it's to, to hold that pedigree of being one of the best college football coaches. And, and some guys don't want to have the pressures of, of it being a professional sport. They want the collegiate aspect of it where they get to mold minds, really. That, that's an aspect that I think Urban Meyer really appreciates, right? It's like what kind of impact he has on these guys after the fact. Whereas in the NFL, it's much more transactional. It's just... It's, yeah. Also, when he was coaching the South... chess pieces. When he's, yeah, he was coaching the Southeast. The big, big thing is recruiting. Urban Meyer did not lose a recruiting battle in Florida. Like yeah. he's got to look at it like, okay, I'm going to go to Texas. Jimbo's there, but outside of Jimbo and that A&M nonsense, like who's going to beat him? The tech TCU will never, if Texas wants him, once Urban, once Urban Meyer's there, if Texas wants him, maybe A&M's got a shot. It's- OU is not going to be like, it's not going to, we're losing Texas recruits to OU, like good ones. Yeah, that's, that's going to say, that's the biggest competition when it comes to Texas yeah. recruits. Yeah, and apparently Ohio State now, like exact, and like now we're losing. Like Ohio State's dipping into our pool and dipping in molt. Not just this year, not just like now with Quinn and with Quinn Ewers. It's multiple guys. It's it's which it I, I texted you guys. Garrett Wilson Ur- was an awesome guy. Urban Meyer's son-in-law is the quarterback coach at Ohio State, who was instrumental in bringing Quinn Ewers. So it'll be interesting to see if. We do, if the Longhorns do bring in Urban Meyer, if that changes things with Quinn, we already saw him flip the coin already. He'll come. He'll, Could he do it again? The Yeah, these guys. I mean, we would certainly be really excited about that. Yeah, but Lewis, the linebacker. I don't blame him right now for going to Ohio State. I'd do the same thing if I were him. Totally. They're winning. They can't lose. He's about, he's a day is about, the and the Big Ten is Wisconsin, Northwestern, horrible game a couple weeks ago. Eat each other alive. And now the Big Ten is starting to look like the ACC, where there's one really dominant team, and everyone else could almost everyone else be, sucks. and everyone else stinks. Exactly, Penn State I can't even fathom. Michigan, Michigan sucks. Horrible, horrible. Michigan State sucks. Yeah, they're just disappointments. Um, let's carry that word "sucks," I guess, into um, our next or next segment. We'll give like our three takeaways from this past NFL week. Who sucks? No, it, no one sucks. It, this, my big point is one of my big points is it just sucks in general because I feel like the Falcons and the Texans are actually kind of decent. And if they had the right head coaches to start the season, even with the, the DeAndre Hopkins trade in, or ordeal, I think they'd actually be competitive at this point in the season like they're they're competitive within the game but they're not competitive in in, in in playoff implications they like the Raiders I think are a good team clearly they played the Chiefs very well went down to the last two minutes and they've beaten the Chiefs so they've played the Chiefs well back-to-back games one of which they've won 
and they got absolutely demolished. By they the got Falcons. trounced. Trounced yeah. by the Falcons. Cream. I mean, clearly, it was clearly in a. I, I think like an exhaustion from playing the Chiefs, who were just that much better than them, and they played them really well. Obviously, they almost won that game. But the Falcons murdered, them. and they the Falcons not only murdered them, the Falcons did something that we never see them do. They played well defensively. They played very well defensively. I mean, through the first quarter of that game, Matt Ryan was not having a good game. No. Not at all. And they, uh, the defense really rushed the quarterback well. Um, just like a, an impressive impressive win by the Falcons. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, a little more so for me, I, I lean in agreeing with your opinion with the Falcons and less so with the Texans. You think the Texans are hot trash no matter who's at the helm? No, I just I think that they have beat up on a division that in the last like 10 years hasn't been very great. Um, and I think that even when, even when the Jags had that great season, they weren't that good as we saw when they finally got to the end of the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, I think, I think now the Titans are a real contender and I think they have a complete team. They've got a great coach and I think they have a good plan built for the future to com- continuously compete. Yeah. Um, but the Colts have an issue with, with quarterbacks, Right. And I don't know. I just don't, I don't think since even with luck, right? Like they never were incredibly competitive. I just think that the Texans kind of beat up on them because they had JJ Watt and a really, really good defense. Now their defense isn't as good. One, when all their guys are healthy, they look better, but even still, I mean the best weapon on the, on the field, Will Fuller test positive for PEDs. And now he's out the rest of the season. Another guy did too. Bradley Roby did too. I think it was Bradley Roby. Roby Coleman. Yeah, yeah, they both did. They both did. I think in the, the, they both did, and well, the Colts were good with luck. The I really Colts just think that Deshaun good. Watson is very good. So do I, but I also think Fuller is good. And I also think I also think Cooks is good, and I think I mean Cobb's out, but they they had they had issues running the ball. But I think their offensive line, for the most part, is is starting to come together, and their defense is not horrible, but it's not it's not great, it's not horrible. It's no, I don't middle. think they're it, hot garbage, but I definitely don't think that they're like if I'm looking at the number fifteen spot in the NFL or the number sixteen spot, I guess they trend on the on the lower side of that still. Okay, but I also think that I think the and Colts, nothing would change them going to the top sixteen. For I think me. the Colts have a. I think the Colts right now are in a good position to make the playoffs. I don't think it's necessarily a lock that the Colts make the playoffs. By the way, I think they're in a good position. But if we get to a point next week where the Texans beat them, I'm going to be like, "What the hell? Like, what the fuck was that? Like, why are, like, now? Like, now you're going to get hot? Now you're going to start winning games? You know, what I mean, the, the Patriots not not a brutal test." Obviously, the Lions pretty much an easy, gimme win at this point. They fired their head coach and GM, but the Texans, like it's just disappointing to me. And that's my first point. Uh, my second point is, my second point is, I think that the Giants are gonna, the Giants could win the division, and I think whoever wins the NFC East, particularly them, I think it's bad for that team. I do. I think just in terms of like getting a pick for the draft, I think it's bad. The Giants are a bad football team, and they need a pick in the top twelve. Well, here's the which thing. if you lose that division, you're gonna like the winner of that division is gonna be like six and ten. Here's the thing. Yeah, I think there's two things here. So I think the NFC East is starting to heat up. I think that teams are playing good football, better football. Um, I mean, the Eagles were competitive last night against a good team. Um, you know, the Giants got the were job done. They? The football team looked good against the Cowboys, and I know that it's against the Cowboys, but, I mean, with Alex Smith there, he's taking care of the ball, and they're playing great defense. I mean, it's a good team, I think. But here's the thing. If whoever makes that push to the playoffs, and I'd also think it's going to be the Giants, 
you're still getting Daniel Jones experience, playoff experience. You know, he's still a young quarterback. Is he going like, to come back, though? Him, what do you mean is he going to come back? He's hurt. He, like, pulled his hamstring. He'll be back. He was standing on the sideline after he came out. It's not like he's out forever. No, like you're right. I mean, he's but hard, that's but that's yeah. valuable play playoff experience for a second year guy. Yeah, and their defense is solid, but they have Fackrell's bad injury uh, for them this past week. I just think, and it's playoff experience for their coach too. Yeah, I think the football team's. A cl- I think the football team actually is closer to decent than the Giants are. As de- as solid as the. I Giants mean, you're talking defense. about the Giants' defense. The the. Football team's defense, and I almost said it there. I almost, I almost messed almost up, but I caught up. myself. Their pass rushers. I mean, when Chase Young and Sweat are operating on both sides, it's great, great it's pick. unbelievable. They're phenomenal. They're so athletic. Why like, Sweat fell because of like, the heart condition? That was so stupid. You know what's you know what's awesome about Chase Young is that he is he is all watch a watch a football team game. He is all over the place. He is on the sideline next to the head coach. He is dapping up Antonio Gibson after he scores a touchdown. I mean, the guy is like, he is a rookie, but he is leading that locker room already. And of course, he's all over the place on the field as well. Like, he's just, he's a tremendous talent. Yeah, I mean, but he was like that at Ohio State. He's a leader. Yeah. Oh, but he's just good the, guy. The right pick. I mean, right, the right, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's one of those guys that we knew he was going to be what he is he's, he's as advertised. You know what's a bummer is I'm looking at, I'm looking as a Cowboys fan, I'm looking at mock drafts and then like, here we are. We might end up being the fourth pick, and this draft doesn't really have a Chase Young in it. And I'm I'm really bummed about that because so many people. The good thing about it is so many people want quarterbacks that there's potential for the Cowboys to then let someone trade up to get their guy and kind get of more re- and reap the benefits of it and retool the offensive line, which they now need to, and yeah. then or they can sit there and make the pick and take the Alabama cornerback. Or they can move back and get the Virginia cornerback, and or get the Ohio State cornerback. Like you right. gotta get one of these guys. And Nick, to go on your point. Now, I also kind of want them to move back to like thirteen and pick Kyle Pitts. Yeah, which would I, make our receiving core arguably the best. What are we at that point? Ever. It's insane at that point. But like, look at the but look at the Buccaneers. You know, they have a Wirfs has been great, but they have some other offensive line issues, and you can have all the weapons in the world. And yep. Brady's not been perfect, but you gotta give you right time. But Nick, to your point, on Daniel Jones getting playoff experience. Yes, that is val- that is very valuable, and that is something that I obviously did not take into consideration when making my point. I just think that they have so they have a, like a lot of holes still, and I'm not completely sold on him as a quarterback. He does make some nice throws, but already Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than he is. Already Joe Burrow was a better quarterback than he was. Even Tua having to be pulled out of the game has shown me more, and I've been more impressed with stuff that Tua was doing than Daniel Jones was doing. And there's quarterbacks across the board. Like, he isn't better than Baker to me, and I don't think Baker's all that good. Baker missed a horrible throw the other Yeah, day. I think they're pretty they're pretty similar in, like, their inconsistencies. And, yes, they'll kind of surprise with a, with a great throw here or there, but then they'll they'll have a, you know, a boneheaded kind of decision where they hold on to the ball and fumble it or uh, force a ball and, and throw an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I yeah, valuable experience. I, really, I actually think that the football team is going to win this division. And I think that they're a team where if – their schedule is so tough. It is. Yeah. It's tough. But depending on who they, if they were to win it, depending on who they played in the first game, I think they could be like a sneaky upset. Because if their defense showed up and they just held Shots. someone, if some, if they just held the team like in check offensively, it it could be uh, it, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who they're going to play. I mean, they're going to end up probably playing either the the Bucks or the Rams or I mean, whoever basically comes out of look. They, if they eat Jared Goff alive. I mean, he can lose. He can lose the Rams a game. Yeah. More likely, it's going to be the Bucks. But by the time I think, we get there, the Bucks. That's going to be the top. The top. Yeah, seed the, they won't lose to the, the Bucks. But yeah. 
They won't lose to the Bucks. I but think, I, but sorry, for no. me, I think that the Giants have an easier schedule going forward. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. The, the football team does. That's why I think the, the Giants make the playoffs. Um, but I mean, it's going to be a good experience for anyone who gets in there. Yeah. Glad that the Eagles aren't making it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't even need no need to be the dead C- crazy that. Okay, if you are a team who thinks that you're going to be making comebacks, go trade for Richard Rodgers because he is the ultimate yeah. hail mary oh catcher. God, what I the mean, hell is that? Backdoor cover. Yeah, Brando. They're, you had Wentz. What you had? A, you had a crazy bet, and our friend Brandon had a crazy bet as well. Yeah, I had Wentz um, over one and a half touchdowns. So <laughs> the Nick Ryder luck for last second. <laughs> That's nothing, nothing like the Nick Ryder luck. Dude, uh, my last point, and I will say this, and I'll just be gone with it. If the Chiefs, by some miracle, don't win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl, it's not going to be the Steelers. It's going to be the Titans. The Titans, I am a firm believer, come playoff time, you need to be able to run the shit out of the football, and the Titans do it. I don't know. I, I, I guess since a like since AP did the two thousand yard season, it's like the best. You know, it's I've hard seen. to argue. It's really hard to. It's argue like the best I've seen since him. They really have it all. I mean, they've got a great O line. They've yeah. got the number one running back in the NFL. They've got a guy in, in their quarterback position that takes care of the football and mm-hmm. has been there before. They've got star wide receiver on the outside. Star. They've got some receivers inside, and they've got a good tight end. They've got a good defense, and they've got a great coach. So it's really hard to argue that. Yeah. I mean, they could give the Chiefs a run for their money. Um, I mean, they they played them in the AFC Championship last year, but I mean, they've definitely tuned up a little bit since then. Yeah, it's. I mean, this guy, he's like the best I've seen since AP, and I'll leave it at that. And the receivers, both of them, by the way, Corey Davis is coming into his own, and like Devontae Parker, sometimes you got to give these guys a shot. Now, Corey Coleman, maybe not one of those guys, <laughs> but Devontae Parker clearly was, and he's coming to his own. He's a good wide, he's a great wide right. receiver, and I think it's the same thing with. With Corey Davis, and I think if Mike Williams in a similar situation, if Mike Williams is on the field, he's productive. And you got to let these guys come into their own a little bit. Um, well, it helps when you have a really competent wide receiver across the ball from you, uh, too. Take guy, AJ off. Brown, yeah. yeah. Who's clearly I also kind of think it depends on like what the scheme is as well, right? Like, I feel like Mike Williams isn't given the right plays. Like, all they do is have him run straight downfield or run like dig routes. Like, that's all I see him ever run. Like, let's throw some other routes in there. Like, let's see him do some drags and some slants and some out routes and stuff like that because yeah. he's physical and he's got great hands. Just put it on him and, and he'll make a catch. But right. I hate that deep ball mindset that they're always doing. That Horrible. ends up getting hurt. I mean, if he's that if he's that athletic, like imagine what he can do in open space on a slant, right? Right. Imagine exactly. what he can do in the open field. What wide receiver? And, then, and, I, and I know they like they look to do that for Keenan Allen. But why not have both guys do it? Well, just look how the Seahawks utilize DK Metcalf, right? It's not only long shots down the field. No, they they right. utilize him in other ways. Slant. You, you have to be you have to be screen. creative. He yeah. Plants. He does drags. He does corners. He does posts. He does everything. Throw yeah. Keenan in a little bubble screen. That these people have to do, and then hit Mike Williams in a slant. Get a little fake out going. Yeah. Um, all right. Those are my points, Nick. I'll defer to you. What do you want to add to the table? Add to the table. Um, well, I mean, I'll kind of go back to um, this whole COVID thing um, with the the postponement. We we touched on it a little bit, but to me, it just seems like they really care about the games where there's a superstar that's involved, right? Oh, yeah. When the news broke that Lamar Jackson was the one that had COVID, then it started to make sense. Okay, we can't we can't just cancel this game. Like we gotta yeah. make sure that we can you know, actually get it going. And I think they keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And I guess it seems as though 
Lamar's not going to actually be able to play. Um, but now the entire locker room there is is exposed to it. Um, you know, Mark Andrews is one of them, and they've got guys all across their their team and, and like their roster that's just riddled with COVID. So, I think it really just depends on the players involved and the team involved before they really um, kind of get the postponement thing going. Because like we said with the Broncos, I mean, that's not a team that's contending for anything. They're already going to lose to the Saints even if they had their quarterback. Um, but instead, they played with no quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a bummer, and it's 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 unfortunate. But but they also had an outside shot, and I don't hate this Broncos team at full health. I don't like Drew Locke particularly much. I don't like him that very much. But I don't think he's bad, and I think they have a lot of exciting weapons. And I think I mean they, this they is a team that lost Cortland Sutton before he even played a snap this year. Yeah, they have rotten luck clearly, and they had to they had to start Brett Reppy in for a couple weeks. And I but they could have like their defense didn't start off poorly. It's just they had to get right back on the field. And at that point, the Saints are so creative that it's over. I think, yeah, you mean you're right, Nick. It's just BS. Right, right. Next point. My second point um, is hot take, but go for it. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, greatest offensive trio of all time. Yeah, I was about. I thought you were going to say it in the NFL, and I was going to say that's not a hot take. But you're going to say greatest offensive trio of all time. It's up there. That is a scorcher. I mean, you look at Mahomes, all right? A lot of people are already going to kind of put their money on him as being the greatest quarterback of all time. If he gets if he gets the rings, you know, if he gets the accolades and all that good stuff, he's already on pace. Yeah. He's far and away got the talent, and he's on the right pace to make this actually happen. A lot of, great. Most betting men would do that. Tyreek Hill, you know, for a while we were like, okay, this guy's just a deep threat. He's got a lot of speed. Um, you know, he can track down balls, he can return punts, but you really see how they utilize him now. Yeah. And he's just like a smaller, faster AB. He runs great routes. He makes good catches. He makes people miss. He can do it all at the receiver position. He's the most dangerous weapon in the NFL in my eyes. And then Kelsey, of course, you've got a receiver playing the tight end position and he is third in yards behind Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's incredible. He's I, mean, incredible. I haven't seen anything like this. I mean, I think for, really for me there, the kind of the kind of kicker is actually Tyreek Hill. As, as great of a game as Tyreek Hill just had, I think, and I was very high on him prior to this year starting. I actually, like, in those, we've had, how many different discussions have we all had? Like, the, the, the five, three of us the just being five, like, who are yeah, the big, big five, five receivers? Yeah, yeah. And um, Nick, Nick, you... Uh, you often draft Tyreek Hill in fantasy because you really respect his skill set. But I think, like, for me, he's the one that you could kind of point at and put other people ahead. No other trio right now is popping into my head, but it's hard to argue against Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who both of them, if they play on this on the current trajectory that they're going, and Mahomes wins the same amount of championships as Brady, which is uh, would be unbelievable if he did it, you, right. He'd be the best quarterback of all time, and Travis Kelsey would be the best tight end of all time. If and I'll, and win, I'll cheat a little bit here, and I'll correct myself. I'll say trio as in receiver, tight end, quarterback. Okay. We can leave out, okay. can leave out running back, receiver, quarterback, because there's so many great running backs out there that played on great Okay, teams. that's fair. That, I, between I those three. You look three, at Aikman and Irvin and, and Emmett Smith. Like, that's that's great. a great one. Yeah, that's yeah I, that was great. The, uh, the, the trio just in general of Brady, Welker, Moss was also – pretty ridiculous when Moss caught 23 and if you go to your your home team or your old team I guess I could say they had a n- number 17 was pretty good 85 wasn't bad and we all know what 21 could do man 
That those yeah. three were pretty damn pretty good. Dyn- but this uh, Kelsey could be the best receiving tight end I've ever seen. Could be, and that and I love and I love I love Gronk. And uh, Mahomes could be the best quarterback I've ever seen, and Hill could be the best deep threat receiver I've ever seen. And he could be like he's better. He's does so many things great. But as far as deep threat goes and his breakaway speed goes, he could be the fastest, most dangerous guy in open space I've ever seen. So, Nick, to go on your point, I don't think that is outrageous. No, not at all. I mean, I I think, Nick, after that game, Kelsey is actually number two. I think he's two. In in receiving yards this year, he's no, three. He's three because he DK Metcalf is one. Oh, DK's Metcalf, yeah, that's right. He crushed yeah. them. That's true. He's a beast. Um, I went against all three of them in one game, in one and a must-win fantasy. Yeah, and obviously Miles Sanders blew nuts. Uh, Nick, your last go. Um, I've been wrong all season. Okay, I, I think I think uh, the Cleveland Browns are actually pretty good now. Yeah, I agree. I know they they played against the Jags and they squeaked it out by two points, but. That running back duo was just. When disgusting. have you seen a running running back duo like that? That is an that is an anomaly because that's a freak thing. Normally, Kareem Hunt would still be on the Chiefs. That's two top ten. That's two top ten running backs in one team. Yeah, like top, ten, like almost top five, top eight probably. Yeah, you both can, of them. Chubb could be top five. Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt is like not any better or worse. Like they're, they're kind of the same. Yeah, I'll just one of mine will be in on this take mm. with you, Nick, because okay. I was gonna say basically the same thing. But Josh was alluding to this earlier. When it comes time to for playoff football, running the football is so so valuable, and that's what this team does to a T. So like I, they're gonna be a threat. I I look at all of these teams outside of the division leaders in the AFC, and they're kind of the scariest team for me. Past the past, I mean they're they're scarier than the Dolphins. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're scarier to me than the Colts because the Colts have too many issues on offense. And who? What, what's the other team that I'm that I'm? Oh, the the Raiders dropped a game. They got trounced by the Falcons. Could be so the I Raiders can, or the right. Yeah, and I would pick the Browns over all of them because you know what you're getting every single game. Yeah, and the Raiders. It, well, the Raiders won't go in if it's the Brown. If it's it's going to be it's three, gonna be the three of the Browns, Dolphins, Ravens, Colts. And I, the Browns are easily the best of those three. They're eight and three. Oh. Can we? Can we? Yeah, I think this is so they're, impressive. They're eight and three. They're in three, but the remaining schedule is it's moderate. They've got Tennessee, they've got Baltimore, then they play against the Giants and the Jets, and in week seventeen they've got the Steelers. So the, the thing about this team is they can they can win any I'm I think they can win almost any game because they can control the football, control the right. time. Right. Um and you don't But is need, Baker gonna actually perform, you know, yeah. in a big big situation, you know, you never know. No, it's a it's a really good question. I mean, he missed one very easy throw across the middle where it should have been an easy touchdown. The worst. Um, And he can't miss those throws if they, he doesn't have to be great, but they are already kind of putting him in a position where he can't be great, right? Because they don't ask too much from him, but he does have to make those easy throws. Right. I was curious. Jarvis bald. He was unbelievable. Yeah. I picked him up in our league against you guys. Well done. Well done, Nick. And Hooper, Hooper finally scored a touchdown too. So I feel like if those guys are clicking as well, you know, this this offense is it's tremendous. I don't want to throw. Just want to let it be known yeah. to our fans out there that uh, I think this is the biggest blowout our our league has seen this season. Oh. It's the highest score for sure. You crushed my me. squad versus your squad. I think there was, no, think there was nothing we could have done. I think you're going to win. I really think you're going to win the whole thing this year. I think this is it. I think this is the year you get it done. I mean, when the guys get healthy, I still got McCaffrey on the IR. And I got you have McCaffrey too. Oh yeah, there's no chance you lose this. 
There's no totally. chance. Your team's incredible with McCaffrey. Oh my! You have McCaffrey. <laughs> you do. Holy sh- Nick, you got this in the bag, dude. Thanks, man. Good for you. I mean, oh, and the T Mac is livid about the Jarvis Landry thing. I did the same. I totally did the same thing in that league. Herbert's a great pickup. I mean, the Edmonds thing's mad, but the receivers of Jefferson Hill and Brown, plus now Juice, I guess. Plus, you got Debo Samuel, who you could throw in there. I mean, and I got T Higgins on the bench too. Wow. What a good for you. That's all I can say. Honestly, I can't really. You're running three defenses, kind of wild. But fuck it. I mean, we have you have the spots. Yeah, good for you, Nick. I will say, I, here's this. I'm gonna throw this out to you guys. Don't look it up. Don't do it. You guys are better than that. Since the year 2000, there have been three duos that have rushed for a thousand yards in the same season. Three duos. Since since what year? 2000. Three duos that have rushed for a thousand yards in the same season. Stewart and D'Angelo. Yeah, it's gotta be one of them. Okay. Right. Is that one? Yeah. Um, Ronnie Brown and uh, no, Ricky Williams. No, no, great guess though. Really great guess. Did Peterson and Taylor do it one year? No, they were close. Taylor had like eight hundred yards one year. I think. Okay. Um, Jags. Nope. Great guess though. Michael Vick work done. Atta boy. Nice. Nice, N- nice. Way to think out of the box, Nick. And that's Lamar why Jags marking him. Nope. That's a really great. Marking him didn't get a thousand yards. Last didn't year. get a thousand close, yards. Close though. He was probably close too. Yeah, because I think Chubb and Hunt are going to do it. Are there one more you said? And it's two two running backs. Two running clarify? backs, yeah. Nick, that's why you're going to win fantasy. Way to think outside the box. Um, I, I want to say Jacobs and Bradshaw, but I don't know if Jacobs ever got 1,000. You're on the doorstep. It's, you're there. You have one. Of the, you have a package. Someone just got a sign for it. One of those guys. Bradshaw did it. No. Jacobs did it with. Who's that guy? Who is he? Name him. You know who it is. Who's that? Who is the third guy? Where did he go to college? Iggy Barber. No. <laughs> no, Barber was he was retired then, right? So it's yeah. it's Brandon Jacobs and someone else. Yeah. For the Giants, right? On the Giants. On Are the you G- looking up where he went to college? I'm looking up where why he went to I, college. Why am I uh He space? You would only you like living in New York, I knew these three guys. Because this was like everyone hung on these. These these are the guys that beat us. Does his name start with an S? Last no, name? his name does not start with an S. He, <laughs> the college he went to, was Ottawa. What? Ottawa? Started at Fresno State. His name is Derek Ward. Derek. Ah, uh, Derek Ward. Yeah. He ran for a thousand yards. Yeah, that team, whatever they that they, and they won. I think that was the year they won. That was a three-headed monster. Three-headed monster. How wow. you get it done? Um, toss your other two points. Um, the. We said they were pretender from the beginning of the year. Yep, still are. Past week five, past week six, past week seven. For the last like ten years, fifteen years. Yeah, the Bears are just the biggest pretenders. Yeah, ever. get out of here with that offensive blow. Nagy's could be done. There's, they're tragically bad. They're tragically bad. And in a prime time game, the Packers just dominated them. Just dominated them, and it's just so. It's just embarrassing. It's always hilarious when like, it is. They... It's funny. Like at me, I'm another NFC guy, so like I want to see both of those teams. I don't like either of them. Okay, but I mean, I like rooting for Rogers because I this year Rogers, Rogers like he's like single Rogers and he's like fun and like having fun with like life and his receivers and Devonte Adams dating Danica Patrick. That's over. No, they broke up prior really? to the year starting. Yeah, I can't believe he broke up with Olivia Munn. I still, yeah. I would never I have broken up with her. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> I had a million years gun to my head. The girl, I hear, the girl I hear from high maintenance. Isn't she the girl from 4G? What, what's isn't there that that commercial? Doesn't that what she's from? She's from like a gaming they, network. Oh, Olivia Olivia Munn. You know that commercial? That's I thought like, it's like, and, can I, and can I get a hot tub? Yeah, from like way back when, like she football season. That she's that. They go, and can I get a hot tub? And she's in the hot tub. And no, and then the guy in the hot tub goes, and the girl from. 4G or like G4 or something like that, and Olivia Munn pops in. She's because that's where she like got her start was on this like gaming network. I knew her from. I knew it's her a from State Farm New- commercial. I knew her from Newsroom. Yeah, she, that's great where job. she first. That was her first like breakout role. Newsroom. Great, She's so cute great. There. Yeah. Oh my god. So um, um, big pretenders. And the funniest thing to me is like it's like the thing with Dan Quinn. There he Nagy's an offensive guy, and their offense every year. Is the the defense is always good? Yeah, the offense every year is the damn problem. It's like the thing with Dan Quinn. The offense was always great. Defense can't stop a nosebleed. You you went you started the the season with a guy as your quarterback. He's hurt. Oh no! It's Trubisky. Start no, with you Trubisky. started with Trubisky. Uh, this is the longest you start, season of my life. You start with Trubisky. Jesus Christ! You give him the chance to do it. You've God. got Foles as the backup, waiting in the wings. He sucks. Guess what? Foles comes in. Foles is just a backup, and he just like was an opportunist and crushed it in that moment for the Eagles, who had a great system in play, a great offensive line, and good weapons at the time. And that's that has he he successfully executed plays for Peterson, but not the only reason why they won. But Foles is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Only for the Eagles. Only for the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. So, sucked when he went on the Jags. Yeah. Totally. Um. You had Trubisky start the year. No one thought he was the guy. You had the guy waiting in the wings as the backup. Yeah. Guess what happened? Trubisky sucked. You put in Foles. Yeah. Foles sucked. You put back in Trubisky. How many times have people told you Foles that, Mitch, hurt. that Mitch Trubisky, I don't even care. Find someone else. <laughs> Cut him. Get Like, don't give this guy, and I feel bad for him because, like, I, they, you know, they're doing this expose on Mitch Trubisky when the game started, and they're like, Mitch Trubisky, like, all he wants to do is play football. Like he's won the locker room back, and it's like, no, he hasn't. You're just saying that on live television, and then he 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 gets his ass kicked and again. All the guys are looked, tweeting, and, and not even like things that were bad, like Zadarius Smith, our our guy, and Preston Smith, who had a, both of them had great games, but Always. it wasn't like there was nothing he could do. He wasn't helpless. He just was bad as he has been, except that one game where he threw five touchdowns, and now that's why he's on an NFL roster as a starting quarterback. He's it's crazy. He, Trubisky is not a good quarterback. He makes bad throws. The players, Tariq Cohen, Anthony Miller in particular, are tweeting after the game how big of an embarrassment it is. Please, someone go trade for Allen Robinson because that guy is too good to waste away in I Chicago. think he's up. I think he's a free agent. Because my dad and my cousin the whole Thanksgiving are talking about how the Jets are going to sign him. Like a Allen Robinson. Don't, don't do that to him. You Allen Robinson's you can't, going to the Jets. You, you can't do that to no him. No way. Someone, no chance. Please, no someone who's... He's made his is, money. Let, let him go to a contender. Please go to a contender. He's Allen played Robinson. for the Jags with Blake Bortles, and he's going to play for a good quarterback. Yeah, I can't imagine he wouldn't do that. He's I can't so, imagine. He's so good. So good. So good. They're, they're talking at Thanksgiving dinner like as if it's a real possibility. <laughs> I don't care how much Kevin. <laughs> Last point, take us home. That's that's so funny that they thought that. Epic, right? Hilarious. I, as good of a team as the Saints are, I if Breeze isn't healthy, no chance. They're in trouble. No chance. Here's the thing. Here here's a quick little thought about Allen Robinson. So oh. he's a he's a free agent next year, gonna turn yeah. twenty eight. Yeah. 
Chiefs have a guy who will not will be a unrestricted free agent next year in Sammy Watkins. Um, maybe that's a good replacement. A infinite upgrade. Wait, Allen Robinson goes to Kansas City. Yeah, that's unbelievable, Nick. Get out of here with that. That would be. I would. I that actually. Would be, I would not put it past. That would be want crazy. To I want Forget to best trio. I mean, like easiest lock for best quad quartet. What is? That? I don't know. That's <laughs> I don't like. I get like. I still can't believe this Buccaneers offense that we th- that they have. They they're gonna. I think they're gonna put it together eventually. And when they do, when everyone's like, they have not field, won a game with AB yet. But when they do, when they put it together, which they will, which they will figure it out, especially come playoff time, we're talking about AB, Evans, Godwin, and Gronk. Yeah, and but Blaine. you know what? Their yeah, defense crazy. blowing it too, though. I mean, it's supposed to be this great defense that stops the run, and they're blowing I'm it. I'm very much with you. Bulls not been good as of late. Blowing no. it. Also. Let, lest we not forget that the tight end opposite of Gronk got hurt early in the season. O.J. Howard. They had O.J. Howard, too. It's the longest season of my life. Yeah, it's a long season. Dude, Ronald Jones is is the biggest winner of that offense so far. He's been he's a good running back, and Fournette, eh. For, I don't know why they were like, – a couple weeks ago, they were running Fournette over Rojo. He, he vultured him a, like, multiple times. But he wasn't even running the ball well. It was kind of bizarre. Fournette sucks. Yeah, he's mad on him. That's why you don't take a running back early. I'm officially like – I've always been – uh, like on board with not taking running backs in the first round of the NFL draft. Always. I'm officially on board. Yeah. Don't ever take a running back in the first round of the NFL. Draft. There's no point unless you're the Chiefs. And you, I, I mean, look, look at the predicament that the Cowboys are in right it's, now. It's no longer the the early 2000s, late 90s. Like back then, whatever. But now it's like you can find a guy anywhere. anywhere. I would, I would anyway. rather take a running back than I would rather take a wide receiver than a running back. Like there's no running back that was even close to the value that Jefferson. Let alone Lamb or Judy. By the way, Jefferson's insane. By the way, I, the Eagles are the worst, biggest losers. The biggest losers of all time. Not even like Ayuk, who's I, like you. You hate Carson Wentz. He's terrible. He has not good. He has no. T- I don't know what he's supposed to do. That offensive line is brutally bad. That team is so bad at drafting. They haven't drafted a Pro Bowler since Carson Wentz. That's crazy. Like you have to, you have to hit in the draft always. That's yeah. why I. I mean, I don't up. think you. I don't think uh, Peterson is the issue. I think they're gonna fire their GM. I think Peterson keeps his job and stays another year. I don't you, know what's you going picked down. Jalen. I I don't even care what Jalen Rager does, but you picked him over a guy who everyone told you was the right pick and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And look what he's doing for Minnesota, and they are so happy. And they're they're making a push. They're way better than the Bears. What was wrong with T. Higgins? Like, can, I don't understand what was. Why. He was dealing with injury coming off the end of the season. Well, I don't know, but dumb. Well, you have the best, basically the best offense college Jefferson. football has ever seen, yeah. and their best receiver. You're not going to pick him. You're not going. You're not going to take Justin Jefferson and look at him. He's clowning dudes. He's just clowning dudes. He's unbelievable. Re- regardless, that, and he passed on DK Metcalf the year prior to pick. JJ Ortega Whiteside. Yeah. Oh my god! You know god. what? Eight what teams, eight hard. teams passed on DK Metcalf, and they all yeah. But they yeah, didn't the, pick J. They didn't pick Ortega Whiteside, who's terrible, terrible. Yeah, the the, the Eagles, they cut him. Is he even on their team? He's on the anymore? team. He's on the team. Shouldn't be. He's bad. But Nick, to toss his point, you're going to no, no. no I'm saying regardless, I'm I'm so out on. Oh yeah. I mean, you look at the history, right? Just like look, take a look back within like the last five uh, years. Yeah, right? I mean Cook, Kamara, Moore, right? Henry. He's on a new team. Yeah. You know Gurley, he's on a new team. Doesn't you know, work. Barkley, or his ACL, or where the fuck Gordon is hurt, and he hasn't played a full season. You know, McCaffrey, you know, he's been great, but he's he's hurt. He's no, banged he's up hurt. right now, too. It's like, there's this, this no sure bet with and, any guy who's in the first round. And, like, even, like, a guy like Kamara, there's questions like the Saints, 
If the Saints don't pay Kamara, it's like, all right, they spend a third-round pick on him. If the Panthers don't pay McCaffrey, kind of a bust. Like Fournette to the Jags. If you were to label it boom or bust, the dra- the Jags drafting Fournette fourth Huge overall, bust. there you go. Huge bust. And look what happened this year. The one bright spot on their team is James Robinson. Undrafted. <laughs> you can find a guy anywhere. 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 But you can't find a quarterback. And to your point, their last point, the Saints cannot win with Taysom Hill at the helm. They can't win at all. They can't. No. No. He's no not chance. a real quarterback. Not a real quarterback. Jam is blowing it, clearly. What the fuck? Like you can't get you can't get it together to be the quarterback for the Saints. I mean, I can't even believe like I I hadn't even really thought about it or looked at like the numbers behind it. But prior to this year, Taysom Hill had thrown like twenty eight total passes. That's basically like this other guy that you're talking about that was playing opposite of him. It's not because he's at least been taking NFL snaps. But it's, also, shout out to him though. I mean, yeah, it was so impressive. Yeah, shout out for sure. He people, was like, people were ripping him, but I think he got he got a lot of respect. I no, mean, I think people were like in on him. I think people shout out to the, Sarah Fuller, the, the Vanderbilt kicker chick. Shout out to both of them. I think people were a little harsh on him on the internet at points. Yeah. First of all, yeah, can the, Vanderbilt get in field goal range so she can attempt a field goal? What dickhead? Not even Van- get in field goal. Do anything. What I, the Vanderbilt coach oh my God. is an absolute. I think he was canned. He he was fired. It was forty one zero. He's an absolute dickhead. They dirked him. They fired him. And I will tell you why he's a dickhead. And I'll let we'll let everyone go. Dickhead because she's gonna get in the game once. Let her show the leg and like let her like kick it. They made her, they made her squib it. What bullshit is that? What a fucking asshole move. They made her look like she couldn't kick. Unless you weren't gonna win the game. Unless that wasn't true, and they made it sound like it was. They're like, oh, yeah, it was an intentional squib. And, that, and kudos to them. But they're coming out and saying it's a squib, and now it's like, I don't now really, she looked, I don't. I mean, I don't know, obviously, but, like, I don't believe that. If you have a leg, you have a leg. Let the, her ride. The power thing is, like, there. I get any, any women's national team goalie to kick a ball, see how far they can kick it. She could, she could kick it. Oh, she, this that. this this chick could kick it for they, sure. They intentionally did this. They intentionally did this, and like an ass, and he should be fired for putting her in a position to get reamed and roasted by the rest of the internet. Who the fuck does that? Like, what are you right. thinking? A lot of people, a lot of people um, praising her too, though. Yeah, there's there's good there's good in that as well. Yeah. Kudos, kudos. Back real quickly to the Saints point. Yeah, um, I think Jameis Winston's going to get in this game because okay. I think that you know with the so. offense that that the uh, Falcons have, you know, it's to pass happy offense and they put up a lot of points and they put up a lot of points last week. Mm. Um, you know, without Julio Jones too. Yeah. Healthy and ready to go. They're going to be playing from behind. I think the saints. So they're going to need someone who can actually gun the ball and not run around with it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree, I agree. as well. I agree for sure. It's gotta be Jameis. Good point. All right. A lot of good points and we'll get to college basketball and NBA another time. That's it, guys. Really Wait, good. can I can I unveil the Christmas Day schedule? Oh, quickly go, Toss. And everyone <laughs> just so you game. just so you guys can know. Well, both your teams are all three of our teams are playing on Christmas Day, so we should all be excited about that. The Pelicans are playing the Heat. The Warriors are playing the Bucks. The Nets play the Celtics. Okay, which will be a I great like game. One. The Mavericks play the Lakers, which will be another really good game. Obviously, it's always good when you get to watch Luca and LeBron play each other. And then the Clippers. Get a revenge game against the Nuggets. Okay. Going to be a good one. Pelicans, who are they playing? The Heat. That game sucks. Why does that game suck? The Heat are going to beat them. 
Yeah, but you get to watch Zion. Who is the who it's, is the Bucks it's playing? It's a superstar driven league. They're playing the, the Warriors. Warriors and Steph Curry. That makes sense. Yes. The Warriors are going to be good. All of these games are are good. Pelicans are not making the playoffs. Yeah, but Zion I I'll watch Zion Williamson play basketball any day. I rather I rather that be the Grizzlies versus the Pelicans. I don't I I, I let's get the let's get the Blazers in there. They're going to be good. This is, if the Blazers are going to do it and make All right, it, so they so they missed in your eyes on one game, but they hit on four. They did hit. It. It's good games. Good slate. Good Nets Celtics. That's a great game. Fucking potentially an Eastern Conference Finals matchup right there. Kemba's not playing. That's not good. No. Kyrie Irving is. Uh, but is this is like the start of the season, though. This the season starting just days prior, so KD and Kyrie may not be like at full tilt yet. Yeah. Unsigned free agent. Uh, Isaiah Thomas said that he's feeling quicker than he's ever felt as quick as when he was on the Boston Celtics. 11 out of 10. Yes. He's my favorite. 100%. He's my favorite. He's my second favorite Celtic ever. Bring him in. You want to bring him back to the Seas? Uh, maybe third. I love KG. You want to bring him back to the Seas? Yeah. Ray Allen, KG, Isaiah, Paul Pierce. And yeah. then and then is, that, is how I rank him. Honestly, Jalen Brown's maybe five. I love him. I'm really excited for your your team to take on the Nuggets for that that kind of revenge game for you guys, Nick. Anybody that's out on the Clippers is losing. Although I could totally see Kawhi not playing that game. <laughs> Kawhi's a loser. <laughs> He's so good at basketball, though. Uh, uh, fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck at that putt at your PKs, get the free inch free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free, baby. Because they're free. We out you. We love you. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube